listening to Discover Lafayette, a podcast dedicated to the people and rich culture of Lafayette, the gateway to South Louisiana. We taped Discover Lafayette with the support of Raider, a managed IT service provider that offers world-class service, including cybersecurity, communications, and technology support. With Raider, you have just one vendor and one number to call, allowing you to concentrate on what is most important, your business. For more information, visit RaiderSolutions.com. Our guest today is Brenda Andrus, who has joined us to discuss the importance of protecting our local senior citizens and providing outlets for socialization and enriching activities. Employed by Home Healthcare 2000, Brenda is engaged in providing resources to elders and also keeps up with what is offered locally by civic and government agencies. I love a recent quote of hers, and it inspired me to invite her on the show to share her message. And this is what I read. Giving back to our elders with food, games, and healthy educational materials is a wonderful way to show appreciation and respect for their contributions to our communities and society. For many seniors, social isolation and loneliness can be major challenges, and spending time with them can be incredibly meaningful and beneficial. Brenda Andrus, I want to thank you for joining us here today on Discover Lafayette and sharing your heart and your message. You're welcome, Jan. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. So you're active. I've, I've, you know, I was looking you up on Facebook. I knew your name, and you're active in so many things, but I know your heart right now is in helping our elders. But before we get into that, why don't you tell us about your journey and your work life and what led you here? Okay. Um my parents uh, had seven, six kids at the beginning. Um, my mom passed away at the age of 30 in 1965 with lupus. In that time of the year, nobody knew what lupus was. My father remarried a year later, and they had a daughter. And they were married for 42 years, and she also passed with lupus. So growing up, we four girls and three boys, very close-knit family. We were going to Catholic school at the beginning, and after she passed, my father took us and put us in public school, and that was a different challenge for us. But we've always learned to be independent and not depend on anybody. We all went to school, either college or trade school. Nobody went to jail. We was raised, if you go to jail, you stay to jail. Don't call us. And um, in the Macomb area, that's off of Pinnock area, and then I was very sickly, and listening to the doctors, I was supposed to be dead at three year old, three years old. But I said, if I could live this life, I would give back to the community. And all my life, I worked with children, the elderly. I just find love for them. And you have to have a heart. You can't just do it and expect money or something in return. If you're going to do it, do it from your heart. And I've always did. Uh, I love to cook. A lot of people say, well, I can't tell. <laughs> so <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> but I love to cook. And um, before COVID, after I retired, I used to cook while I was working. My aunts used to serve dinners and sell dinners. And the city guys would buy, buy, buy. I said, you know what? When I retire, I'm going to sell some dinners. But when I retired and wanted to do that, it was like, 
God say you're not going to sell it, you're going to give it. So I started cooking for like 75 elders once a week for three years. You would deliver it to them? They would come like drive by. Oh, wow. And I belonged to a lot of organizations, and these women was in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And I found listening to the conversation, they wasn't eating healthy. Mm-hmm. They was like, I said, what y'all cook last night? Oh, we ate a sandwich. I'm like, a sandwich? And, you know, you kept hearing this for years and years. I said, if they can eat at least one hot meal a week, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I found a lot of parents here, the children live far away. They might come every six months or once, three months. They might see a meal today, but they don't know how their parents living, mm-hmm. you know, what they share with us. Yeah, and they're so, strapped for resources. Right. And just by listening to a conversation, we started a prayer line. It's going on six years and they live for that, 8.30 every night. They live to listen to their prayer line and just to hear the voice. And you want to know, well, how was your day? Oh, my leg hurt. Oh, if I have a bump on my leg. I said, did you call the doctor? Did you check the doctor? Just interacting with them. But cooking, it stopped with COVID. And after COVID happened, you know, I started getting calls last year. Busy B, you going to start cooking again? I'm like, oh, I don't know about all that. Is that your nickname? That's Busy B, I saw yes. that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm going to start cooking for them again. Um, Can you say who they are? You say them, but are they friends, family friends, neighbors? Um, how do you know this Organizations. Group? I belong to the Knights of Peter Claver. It's 35 years I belong to them. And these are older women. And when I look at my mom's obituary, the book, these women I'm friends today, their name is in my mom's oh, book. wow. Yeah. So you get to get tight with these women. Excuse me. And um, you just listen to these stories, and you want to work with them and help them and just be a mentor or uh, just a something to listen to or mm-hmm. they need somebody to crown their shoulder, you know, or just vent, you know, and I, I usually tell them, call me anytime, anytime, any time of the day. So uh, I'm going to start cooking again. Good. Then I retired with the city after 32 years. I was working with Ann Taylor and Papa Lock part-time for nine years. Locally. Locally. Yeah. And, um, then last year, my sister has an academy in New Orleans, so I was her webmaster, and it ended in May. And when you're so used to this money coming in and mm-hmm. traveling money and fun money, I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? So um, my cousin worked for the the Golden Doors. It's a beautiful facility in Lake Charles. The lady is 62 years old, and it's the, you have to look at it and Google it. So she said, you got to come over here, Bisbee. You got to do something over here. I know you do it in Lafayette, but you got to come over here. So when I went over there, I'm like, I said, Lafayette, not ready for this. Lafayette is not ready. It was over the top. It was good. It's it's top. And I host events. I put on events. I'm a planner. He said, Brenda, you got to bring the black and white ball over here. So I met the lady, and I invited my brother, who's a recording artist, uh, Uncle Folly, because she was looking for entertainment. I said, Chris, they got a grand opening over there. You got to go. So she's been booking him. Mm-hmm. So I've been telling my friends and looking at her page and all the things that she hosts over there. And one day I saw she had a tea party for the ladies, and I do that here. I said, you need to bring this in Lafayette. And I said, I'll be glad to assist you. She said, how many hours can you afford during the week? And I'm like, 
maybe 20, because I've retired. I don't want to work another full time. She said, I would like to hire you because I've been watching your page and I've seen the things. And Carolyn just telling me all the things about you. My cousin is Carolyn, Chef Carolyn Shelton, and she's a chef there. And when the girl opened that business, she said, you need my cousin here. So went on the interview. And the guy that interviewed me, Mr. Jim, he said, I said, so what you think? You think I got it? He said, you're going to get it. We need people like you. This is with the home, home health care. We um, need people like you to engage with these seniors, mm-hmm. put on a community events, and um, educate them about home health care. A lot of people is not familiar with home care. They think it costs a lot, don't know if you have Medicare, and your doctor approved the orders that you can get the service. Uh, I found a lot of people in their house, they're holding on to furniture as they walk. Oh, in my mind, yeah. you need home care. Yeah. You need home care. Um, and pe- you, they need advocates to help right. them figure out, can I get a walker? Well, right. How can I pay for this? They just need to be educated. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, is they pride. Yeah. You know, and, you know, you're talking with them and they're like, oh, girl, I'm fine. I'm walking good. I got a can. I don't need all that. But there's so much programs that's available for the elders. And it's not going to be advertised on TV. Nobody's going to go knock at your door. But they have, Home Health has this and it's available and that's what I'm challenged to do. So when she hired me, she said, we need to put on events and educate them. So my first one was in May the 31st, and she said, I said, how many people are you looking for? What's my goal? What's my budget? And she said, 60 to 80 people. I said, I got to find a place where I'm going to put this Mm -hmm. and stuff. I already knew what I was going to do. So the first one was eating healthy. So I invited uh, Dr. Jackson, Jennifer Jennifer Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. I said, I need you. She said, what you got? I said, I'm hosting a healthy eating event for seniors, about 60 to 80 people. She said, the greenhouse, Brenda, my mom used to go there and her mom passed. She said, I'd be, it's an honor. I would do that for you. And um, it was a success. Mm-hmm. People came up. You had to register. I had to cancel. I had to shut it down because it was, people was, well, I just saw it on TV. Or I just saw it on the news. I saw it on your page. I said, I'm sorry, ma'am. Booked. It's booked. We yeah. can't. Feel the place, you know, it's uh-huh. booked. But we're going to be doing more. Just keep following me. And I was sad to turn them away because they really needed to know and hear this. So we have to do this often. Mm-hmm. So they registered. They came in. We Registration came in. We had ditty bags. Um, we had a comedian from Opelousas, a <laughs> friend of mine, uh, Cheryl Ned. Uh, she's, they call her Miss Rose. She played this old lady, Miss Rose. I've seen her before. Oh, she awesome. is funny. She is. Miss Rose. Ms. I have Rose. seen her in action. Well, that's one of my friends, and she came, and um, they talked about home health. The, that was my first show. So ladies for, uh, that works in, in Lake Charles came down to assist me since that was my first one, and they was talking about the mm-hmm. home health and giving them information. We had a form, and if you can check off three things on there, you might be qualified. And they were surprised. We have speech therapists. We have occupational therapists, diabetes management. The list goes on, and they had no clue. So, and if I can get referrals, you can have 100, like 60 people. If I got 20 referrals, to me, I'm good, but I'd be better if they admit it. 
Referrals, 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 just referrals. Mm -hmm. But the doctor have to admit them. So out of that, I had five applications and uh, to admit. So the uh, office was like, you're good. I'm like, just got two admits. To me, I want more. Mm -hmm. But you found a need that wasn't being met, you know. And people are just starting to come back out right after COVID. I'm sure people were worried about their health and being exposed to things that they wouldn't be able to handle. And you also told me, Brenda, when we were preparing for this interview, um, our senior citizen centers, the greenhouse, and then Mm -hmm. is it the Rose? The Rose House. Yeah, it's more in the middle of Lafayette, but they've been closed for several years. They just reopened. They reopened, and the greenhouse is going to have a re-grand opening in August. Good, yeah. But they open in April, and people trickling down and coming and she puts out a calendar of the things they're going to be having. And I'm going to add to her calendar. And But I'm thinking out the box. I don't mm-hmm. want the same thing. And, you know, they love their bingo. They so this love. is run by Lafayette Consolidated Government. Correct. But you're coming in as this private right. helper. Helper and help assistant. with the program. Yes. Yeah. So bingo is the most popular oh, thing. Oh, they love bingo. I say, look, I ain't playing bingo every day. And they laugh <laughs> and stuff like that. So and they get they, prizes or just they a slap play, on the back? They, they get prizes. <laughs> a lot of people sponsor prizes and stuff like that. They play bingo, pokino. And in the back of the greenhouse, they have an art center where they do crafts, quiltings. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's in the greenhouse where they just cleaned up and reopened. They have like seven or eight rooms in that building. One is a library, handmade library. One is a meditation room, uh, exercise room. They just had Miss Jo Charles started going there maybe one or twice a week to do slow motion exercise. Oh, like Tai Chi or mm-hmm. something? Oh. In the wheelchair, just moving. This, oh, I see. You know. And that's new to them, you mm-hmm. know. And they go there to drink their coffee and stuff. I said, and, you know, I told the director, I said, Where's your coffee? She said, what you mean? I don't make coffee. I said, girl, you got no seniors coming over here. You got to have some coffee. She said, Miss Brenda, I'm going to learn. I'm going to (laughs) learn. So the day we had the healthy eating event, a couple had asked for coffee, and she told them we don't have coffee. She said, you know what? Me and my organization is going to come and set up your cabinet. It's going to be full of coffee and stuff. And I went back a couple of weeks, and it's loaded down with the coffee, the cream, the pots and everything. Mm-hmm. I say, you see, you be nice to people. You get to know your clients, the residents. Girl, this is your house. This is like a house. And they'll do anything, anything. Can you talk about the typical person that will be going, let's say, to the greenhouse? Um, the age, the demographic, their their mobility. Like, who, who would we see there? I went one day when I was getting there, a son, a, a nephew, was bringing this lady, and she was, she's 93. And the thing about it is he just dropped her. He didn't even get out the car, and I was standing there, and I know her. And I, she, she said, I know you. I said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I know your daughter. And uh, I took her in the building. And my thing at night, my brain just keep turning of things of what we can do and change. You have to have a compassion. This is either your grandmother, your aunt, or your somebody. You could have walked her to the building. Mm-hmm. And I just drop her because some of these people has dementia. Some of them, one lady was blind, but she still was in a wheelchair. I would say the most are in their 80s. 
Mainly women? Mainly women. They have men that goes. Um, the majority is African-American. We start to see they have a group, maybe 20 Cajuns. Um, but it's, it's getting, and friends are beginning to tell their friends that they're mm-hmm. open again. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure when I was working with the city, that was going on. They had transportation picking up these people. You said that there used to be a bus. They used to have a bus, mm-hmm. pick up these people and bringing them there and bringing them back home. I don't think the budget is enough to do it now. I don't know if they're going to do it again. But a lot of people, the children or somebody drop them, and a lot of them drive. And that's oh, okay. they wake up to come mm-hmm. to the greenhouse. Is it like 9 to 2 or is it half mm-hmm. a day? I had an event. It was at 1030. I got there for 8, and I looked outside. They had a lady in the truck waiting till 10 o'clock, waiting to get down. So me, is it new events that they're interested in or you do this all the time, you know? So Mm -hmm. So most of these women, let's say the average attendee lives by themselves. Some of them are widows. Uh Majorities are widows and some are divorced and some are single. And then they were saying, I heard you had an event. Is it 65 and older? And I'm not going to turn nobody away. So I said, no, disability, they're welcome. And if you 60, 62, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we don't want children. This is for seniors yeah, and stuff. Right. But we, we don't turn people away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what would you like to see? Like I know when I was looking on Facebook about you, I saw you put out a post about with the heat People would be well-served to, let's say, donate a box fan, you know, mm-hmm. so it could go to a needy family that can can use a break from the heat. But you always default to how can I help others. What would you like to see in our community, you know, more programming? I would like seniors? to see more retired educators come in and maybe help them read a book or sh- listen to their story. Um the Reggie City Marshal recently mm-hmm. came and he cooked, his team cooked the jambalaya for us. And they was amazed to see these people do that for them. Mm-hmm. So we can volunteer, volunteer. To, to come cook, even if we're not a good cook? Right. Right. Well, I would we say cook that. together, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they would love it. They love their coffee. And I was yeah. like, where's the biscuit? I said, you know what? I can fill this refrigerator up. You know, with juices and milks and stuff. I have connection with a lot of companies. They they know I don't want it, not 150, 200 milk. It's to give back to the community. And they have company that does that. Mm. But you have to put it in writing and email the, the top dog and stuff. And they'll give back. They'll give back. And um, it's so much that could be done that I'm working on. And they're going to be coming back. They're going to come back and they're going to bring a friend. Mm-hmm. So they can fit about 80 people in the space at, at the greenhouse. That in the was rows. in the art center, but the greenhouse oh. can fit more. Because you've got several rooms several there. Several rooms. And they have, I saw like maybe 10 or 8 computers. I would love someone to come in and just do a hand-on, one-on-one, just showing them how to turn on a computer. Mm-hmm. Some maybe never even touched a computer before. It's just the vision that I have that yeah. I just want them to... To live it. How to, to email, how to search things on the internet. Right. They play with their phones and stuff like that. I said, do y'all know how to play a computer? You're not know how to turn on a computer? And they're looking at each other. No, we don't <laughs> have no computer. And I'm like, 
what is this room? We got to use this room. So we're working on that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, was there anything you wanted to bring up that I haven't asked you? I would also challenge the barbers and stylists ah, to okay. come in one day and do some makeup, facial, the nails, mm -hmm. just pamper, pamper them, have a pamper day, you know, or yeah. free haircuts. A lot of people have I noticed, and some of them um, can use it, you know, yeah. and maybe can't afford it. You know, a lot of people haven't gone back to the beautician for COVID because you notice when you're doing your hair, they're all in your face. Oh, doing gosh. Your... That's a long time. Right, right. And uh, or they might do it at home, but not at often like they used to. So I would say maybe have one day, um, a pampering day, mm -hmm. but you got to get on the list. If you did it last month, you got to give somebody else a chance for next month. Mm -hmm. And like I was telling Jason, my brother is a recording artist, so musicians, I've Several musicians would come in and play, just have a fun day and listen to music. And um, I've invited uh, another company, like a, a sitting service, Hansberry, and they have like 16 people that was maybe 10 walking and the rest was in wheelchairs. Well, I invited them for the Jambalaya Day and bingo, and they said, they enjoyed it. They said, Miss B, whenever you have something comes, we're going to put it on our mm -hmm. calendar. Mm -hmm. But one of the drivers is a recording artist. And he said, whenever you need me. I said, the whole band? I didn't say the whole band, B. But uh, I'd be willing yeah. to perform right. for them. And they don't have the funds to go and listen to him wherever he's playing. Because let's say it might be $40, $50 to listen. But for him to come in and personally and sing to them, serenade them, mm -hmm. That would be nice. It would be great. Be nice. So in August is the grand re-grand opening, but July the 28th, I'm hosting another bingo for them. And due to the heat, I was getting donation of box fans. Mm -hmm. That's and, a Friday night. Prizes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's during the Friday day. day. Yeah. yeah. And Friday. Uh, so far I got 10, 10 donated. And uh, as door prizes, but different companies give door prizes. They might be some hand mitten for the kitchen. Nice things and whatever they give them, they just like, oh, mm -hmm. look what I got and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So to clarify, these events typically will take place, let's say, at the greenhouse. Mm -hmm. You're not employed by city government. No. You're employed by Home Health Care 2000. 2000. But you help coordinate all this. So if somebody's listening and they want to volunteer, would they contact you or would they contact— Contact the me. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, and how, do, how do people get in touch with you? I can give them my phone number, 337-258-1666, or uh, on all, any social media, Brenda mm -hmm. Andrus, because I usually make a flyer of what's going on at a certain time mm -hmm. and a certain day of the month and tell them what's going on. It's either a bingo or whatever event that we're hosting. And I, I do accept a lot of volunteers because I can't do it by myself. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, so, um, and usually my siblings, they come help and they they like, be we supposed to be retired. We, you want to do that. We don't want to do that. But this is but, fun. This isn't work. And they have fun. <laughs> they have fun. They enjoy doing it. Mm -hmm. So and without them, without my friends and my family that always volunteer with me, I, nobody can work alone. Nobody. Right. So it's, I looked at the LCG website. I don't know if they just have bare bones staff, but if you look under the government directory, mm -hmm. and then you can look up senior 
centers. Right. And they do have, I, I don't know who the um, directors are, but I know that they're online too. Correct. So I'm assuming people could reach out to both, but mm-hmm. I wanted you to talk today because of your heart for gathering people right. from, from throughout the community, not just one demographic. Yeah. I see you've got notes there. You must have had something else. That- I was given the addresses of the senior center, mm-hmm. 110 Northwest, Northeast Evangeline Thruway, and the Rose House is at 120 Statesman Drive. They've been open since 1997, mm-hmm. and they provide tabletop games, bingo, health and wellness program, exercise classes just started. It's nothing hard, just maybe in the chair or the wheelchairs. And I want to provide a cooking class where they can come and sit down and have some professional chefs come and make a dish for them. I mean, the kitchen is set up like, oh, man, I wish this kitchen was in miles. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they got all the pots and everything and stuff like that. Professional dietitian, nutrition to give a healthy eating class with a small lunch and host the tea in the garden. It's, it's hot right now, so maybe in the fall, do something outside. And uh, the grand opening, I just keep telling her, give me the date early for the grand opening because I want to get a lot of sponsors to help you with this because it's going to be big. She Mm want to bring the people back. I would say on an average, maybe 25 women be coming. And when I host my event, it's like 60 to 80. Mm -hmm. So if you can have all these people, she has a calendar full and but you have to have things for them to attend because they're going here, play bingo. They're going to Brewery. They're going to St. Martin. They, they're just going everywhere. and But that's what they love to do. And there's no charge, no charge. to the seniors. No. So um, invite them. And I'm thinking of doing bus trips. I say, who would want to go to the casino? And they always <laughs> in. I said, we can do bus trips. We can do the different museums. Mm-hmm. I would like even to take them to the children's museum, mm-hmm. you know. They haven't, probably haven't been there. And eating out in places. I also, um, a director, youth director for Modern Woodman of America, been with that over 30 years. And I have a chapter and a youth group. And for the chapter, you're inviting mostly adults. And a lot of times uh, we go eat to the uh, on-time groceries, whereas they provide $10 towards their meal. And maybe a poor boy might cost 16 so you might just pay 6 Or the poor boy might be 12 and you get 10 you pay 2 So I can really add generous. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can add that to that. And I also thought about inviting the political candidates that's running to come meet them face-to-face and let them ask questions or even just hear what the candidates have to offer. So I thought about that. I thought about you. <laughs> Yes. So, yes. Well, we're here with Jason Sikora, and Jason always has great questions. He listens, you know, and then <laughs> well, well, I, I, I overlook probably the obvious things <laughs> well, we ask. You him. actually hit the first thing that I wrote down, uh, and so I just want to reiterate, if somebody wants to get involved to volunteer, help, donate, best way to do that is to get a hold of you directly? Yes. Okay. Um, and what about the other side of the coin, people looking for assistance or people who want to participate, senior citizens? Is that all? What, what's the best way for them to find information? Uh, LCG has a website uh, with the Senior Center in the Rose House. It's with Parks and Recreation. Okay. So they can check with the ladies that works in the office and call them. And they have a listing of where they're located and the times and the location and whatever question they have. Okay. LCG. Perfect. So in, in doing all of this, I, 
it's kind of one of my go-to questions, but what's the most difficult part for you? What's the biggest hurdle you run into? Um, hmm. None so far. No, okay, good. None so far. Right, knock on wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And hope it continue to go like that. Because like I said earlier, no one works alone. You know, they ask me sometimes, do you sleep? <laughs> but I get up early at 4, answer all my texts and my emails and do all my texting and stuff. And my mind is just thinking of what to do next. You know, when I retired, before I retired, seven people retired in that year and died that same year. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. So I know when I had retired, I retired because my daddy was sick. And he said, but Brenda, you're so young to retire. And I said, well, this is, this. I said, well, how do you know when you want to retire? And somebody, an old lady said, you're going to know, baby. You're going to know. I'm like, Somebody's supposed to tell me something or what? They said, no, you're going to feel it and you're going to know. So I kept telling these guys, I work with 30 men, and I said, you know what, I'm soon retiring. They said, oh, B, go sit down. You ain't going nowhere. And I'm like, okay. So when I turned in my papers, my supervisor came and he said, you was really serious. I said, y'all thought I was clowning? And they said, no, I saw the papers. I said, yes. So May 1st, 2011 was my last day, and, you know, they usually— Give a little party or sussy for when you're retiring. So they say, well, be what you want. I say, I want steak and potato. They say, girl, you done <laughs> lost your mind. <laughs> and so, but we did it. We did it. So, nice. but, and I miss the guys. I miss them. Yeah. Yeah. But, but your time is felt. Yeah. It's time to do something else. And mm-hmm. good guys, you know, they got good jobs. And I encourage them to don't stay where they are, to move up. A lot of our guys, it was happier what they was doing. I said, but you can do so much. You're doing your boss's work. And what's to come in the office? We need some people in the office. Oh, B, I'm good when I'm doing. I'm good. So one day I saw one of them maybe two years ago. I got that job. I said, you moved up? You waited that long and you moved? I said, I'm so happy for you. He said, you know, you kept encouraging me, B. And, you know, it's, I, I thought it was hard and it's not hard. So if you can just encourage people, lift people up, regardless if they're young. Because today the children, two and three years old, they're telling you what they want. You know, that's that age. I have nieces and nephews. And it's like, when you say say their name wrong, it's R-E-L and B. I say, well, I'm sorry I say the wrong name. (laughs) But if you can encourage them with just, you know, lift each other up instead of tear somebody down, young or old, just do it. Excellent. Um, final question. This is pretty open-ended as well. Um, I, I feel like we could probably sit here and just listen to stories for hours. I have a feeling you have a, a bunch of them. Um, but in everything that you've done uh, on a personal level, what's been the most fulfilling endeavor for you or, or event or moment, the thing that really just, when you think about it, really lifts your heart? I started a bus trip for the elders in 2009, uh, Just Blues, a war show in Tunica, Mississippi. And I got with two of my girlfriends. I said, let's start doing a bus trip for the elders. Where are we going? I said, well, you got this blues show. Some of these people in Lafayette haven't even left Lafayette. And at the time, you can put two, three ladies in a room or two, uh, you know, a couple and whatever, or friends. It's cheaper when you're out of bus and mm-hmm. put their funds together. So we did that, and this is our 13th year. And to bring them to see major recording artists like Denise LaSalle. Oh, my gosh. She passed away, but she was our best friend. 
And I didn't Benny, know she'd passed away. Mm-hmm. Benny Lattimore, let's straighten it out. Oh. I mean, all these blues singers wow. right there eating with us every year, every day. And, you know, and I started to do a um an interview. I interviewed all these recording artists at the banquet and uh Larry Vallo with AOC. He started traveling with me and because he's good with the videos and everything. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, B, let's do this, let's do this. But every year when you would interview them, they said, Bring it, having Louisiana in the house. Promise me you will keep blues alive, you know. And uh, that's what we try to do. And that's that's very rewarding because we go to Tennessee, Memphis. We go to the St. Jude Hospital and have a gift shop. And they promise to stop there every year. And either you spend five or more a gift and bring it back to a cancer patient in Lafayette. Oh, wow. And we do that every year. That's fantastic. Yeah. And some of them, they went to the, never been to the Lorraine Motel where Dr. Ken passed. And for them to come back on the bus and just, some of them just crying because it's laid out like he just passed. You know, everything is the bed and everything. It's a museum now. But to bring them to all these museums, they never would see. Yeah. Or never would get a chance to go and bring him back. Some of them still coming. And someone bring new friends. I think that's 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 the best. That's one of the best. Wow, that's just, that's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Is that a yearly yearly thing? Event? We leave August the third. It's coming up. And August. you raise money for that? Mm-mm, everybody pay their own way. They pay their own way. You know, it's we make it cheaper. Yeah. You know, we, the price for them to afford. Mm-hmm. And some ladies don't want nobody in the room. They, whatever the price is, baby, I'm coming. Just tell me and stuff like that. And some couples, you know, they pay their way and stuff. But we make it affordable mm-hmm. for the friends and everybody to attend. And uh, we we buy the finger food and sandwiches on the way going. We just have fun with adults on the bus. Yeah, some lady makes sweet dough pies, some mm. make pecan candy, <laughs> and we travel and we eat to a lot of African-American businesses that just open or been opening that we would never know of. And then they share other places that we never thought of and um, just visit these museums and Smith Robinson. It was a school from, you know, you just learn the history and, you know, you don't read that in school. Thank God for computers and, you know, technology mm-hmm. can learn and look this up. I do all the research. One do the booking uh, of the bus and another one collects the money. So I didn't go last year. I planned the whole trip and I said, ladies, I won't be going. They went, what? You can't, you're not going? I said, I'm scared <laughs> of COVID. They said, B's going to be all right. I said, I'm going to go next year. I'm going to go next year. So you get to go so August this year, 3rd. August yeah. 3rd. And one year, 2011, when we got to... Tunica, the phone rang, and my daddy was, they said, y'all need to come back. I'm like, what happened? We just left yesterday. And my brother said, daddy's not going to make it. So August the 3rd is it's a touchy because every year. So I went in the bathroom for a while, and everybody was like, what's going on? What's going on? They said, oh, our daddy's not making it and stuff. But we left. We saw him the day before. So I figured he passed and didn't want us mm-hmm. to be there when he passed yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So. But we've been doing this, and every year we take a recording artist from Lafayette so they can perform there and meet the recording oh, artists. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met, we bought a lot of recording artists. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I got to meet the, the promoter, and I was like, you know, we bringing all this money to you. We're not making no money. 
I say, but what what is in for us? I say, can we bring a recording artist and stuff like that? He said, well, send me, give me an MP3, send it to me, da 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 So um, I said, look, we can go take the bus somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we got to be good, good friends. So And they know when we coming in, we coming in. And yeah. we, out the stage, we, we right in the front of the stage. I mean, met so many people, so many, so many recording artists that you would never see yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Miss Brenda, thank you for coming down to our office. And thanks for showing up early so we could chat before the podcast. I was I was like it when the guests show up a little early. Thank uh, you, and Jan, thank you again for letting me ask some oh, questions. Thank you, Jason. Thank you, Cora. Yes. And Brenda Andrus, thank you for bringing yourself, your heart, and your passion for helping our most vulnerable people. Yeah, I mean, you have to do this. We do have to do this, yeah. but not everybody does. So I want to thank you for your commitment to our community and and not just our seniors. I know this goes beyond that. So thank you You're for welcome. all you do for Lafayette. You're welcome. Thank you so much. We met years ago. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. I realize that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to say he was in City Hall. Probably so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Been around a while. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today. You can hear Brenda Andrus's interview you know, listening and also go to our website, have your friends go to discoverlafayette.net. You can check out about 320 interviews that we've done. If you haven't subscribed yet, please subscribe to Discover Lafayette wherever you get your podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This is Jan Swift. Mm-hmm.